0: Welcome to Takeaways, Life Lessons Learned. I'm your host, Hayam Mizrahi, recording from MDL Group, recognized market leaders in commercial real estate brokerage and property management in Las Vegas, Nevada. Join me as I explore my takeaways from the people who have influenced me the most, Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Julie Youngblood. Julie is a Las Vegas native. She started her career at Keller Williams at the age of 19. So about 10 years ago, she started a coaching and consulting firm to help new agents grasp the concepts of selling real estate faster and with more accountability. So I met Julie. We served on the board together. Then it was called the Greater Las Vegas Association of Realtors. I understand they changed the name now. But that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know a little bit about Julie, that she's a CrossFit competitor, an awesome wife, and a super mom.
1: That's very kind of you. Round of applause, everybody. It's all all true. (laughs) I don't know about the competitor part, but I do like to work out.
0: Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, Those are my words. Tell us in your own words, who are you and what do you do?
1: You, You pretty much nailed it. Born and raised in Vegas. I've uh, been a Keller Williams agent for a while. I do I did start my coaching career with pr- predominantly with new agents, although in the last couple of years I've I've switched, I made a switch and I'm coaching agents all over the country and in Canada and my focus has really been on team functionality and how to really build a team, hire the right people, systems and models, accountability, basically getting teams more productive has been that's really what I've been focusing on so my clients nowadays, whereas, you know, 10 years ago, they were brand new and had zero deals. Now they're doing anywhere from a hundred to my biggest client just did 1700 deals last year. So I was pretty excited wow. about that.
0: So I made a commitment to share a post every day from April 1st to April 30th to help my fellow commercial real estate agents find motivation, new ideas, stay proactive and productive. You know, when I thought about who I could invite to, to join me in this journey, you immediately came to mind. I want to share a quick story. I don't even know if you're aware how once upon a time you, you motivated me. We were serving on the board together of GLVAR. Uh, It was that year in particular, there were a lot of issues that the organization was facing. One of them, it was an issue that was coming to surface from previous years. I don't remember all the details of it. And even if I did, I wouldn't share them. But the point of the whole thing was they asked for three people that they called disinterested third parties, meaning we were not on the board at the time when the incidents occurred. So it was me, you, and one other person, maybe it was two other people. And they said, you get the pleasure of going through mountains of files for this, it was a legal case, Uh, go through it, we're doing an internal investigation. And I'm thinking first, I couldn't be any more disinterested. That was my (laughs) And then the other thing, you know, forgive my French, but I was immediately in my mind, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And right. before I could finish that thought, you were on the other end of the call. I was on a conference call and you're like, all right, guys, we got a job to do. We're going to do this. We got this. <laughs> I was like, what, the hell? what just happened? I'm like, yeah, we got it. Okay. Okay. We can do it. And that's
1: funny. I remember
0: sharing that with another person on the call and they said, that's what Julie does. She is a motivator. Oh,
1: that's really neat. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't, I had no idea. That's really cool to hear. Thank you.
0: So you are a motivator. I don't know if it's natural or if it's something that's learned, but I want to just open up with what are your initial thoughts from your lens of the world as far as what you're seeing right now?
1: Well, I mean, clearly we're in the middle of something different than what we've ever been in the middle of. And I'm really seeing, honestly, the the opposite ends of the spectrum are really, they really have a flashlight on them. Like they're very, very visible. So, and I'm coming... Mainly from a residential standpoint. So I don't know what it's like for commercial. I'm actually really curious to see what that looks like. But I can tell you right now with our leads, with our deals, with our teammates, right, there's a bottom 20% and there's a top 20%. And typically there's a skill set that, that you have to develop in order to discover are these the really, really hot buyers and sellers? Um, or are these the ones that are kind of just looking? Or are these the ones that are wasting my time? And right now, because everything is so polarizing, a lot of that is just, it's happening for us. And I think what we're discovering, at least in the residential sector, is that what we thought was really, really hot, it's not, right? And so we're getting really, really clear on what is a hot lead. I'm looking at every every day right now in residential, it's like Christmas Day, right? And let me explain. It's like, we're, we're home with our families, we're hanging out, We're not opening presents, but we're definitely not doing what we normally do, right, day to day. And I know as a residential guy or gal, when I I get a call from a buyer or a seller who wants to buy a house on Christmas Day or list their house on Christmas Day, I don't fight the funk, right? I know that they're motivated and I'm going to go get the business. No, maybe not that day, but the sentiment is there. And so those are highly, highly motivated people. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we're also getting a lot more. I'm not going to say the words you said, though it happens to be one of my favorite words, like F off, how dare you call mm-hmm. me, what are you thinking? So that's just from a lead generation perspective. Uh, you know, here in Nevada, because uh, I coach people all over the country, so I'm tracking it. We're about three weeks into our quarantine. There are a couple of states that are ahead of us, and there's a couple that are behind us. And this is about the time what I'm seeing is this is where people's teen agents are starting to get into a funk. People are starting to get the news that, okay, kids are not going to go back to school. And so that's really hard for people, right? There's there's two kinds of people, people that are like really energized around this change and the the opportunity to do something different. And then there are people who are not, they're just, they don't know what to do. And so leaders right now have an opportunity to really shine. I've been telling my rainmakers, and by the way, feel free to jump in because I could talk for probably 45 minutes on this stuff. But my rainmakers are my team leaders. I'm telling them, man, right now is your chance to prove why you started a team, right? Like your motivation, why you did this or why you got into real estate, anything that you're doing right now, it's going to be exposed. So if you were one of those team owners who started a team because you really did want to grow an organization to help other agents, way to go, you're gonna make it. If you were one of those agents who started a team because you thought, oh, I'll go make a couple, I'll go make half of their money, like that's gonna show up too, right? So Mm. I read this or I heard this great quote and actually have it here uncertainty is job security for leaders unless you're a really shitty leader right then you're probably going to get ousted so i'm just seeing a lot of it's very polarizing it's almost like politics right now how you feel about the coronavirus people are either really doing something to stay energized and plugged in or they're hiding and people just people are finally coming to grips with okay this might be the next four months so if it is how do i settle into a routine And that's, that's what I'm seeing out there right now.
0: So I will jump in. You know, I want to talk about, you know, how you came into the decision to also get into coaching, but before you said something, you know, don't fight the funk. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Well, I think I don't remember where I said it in this conversation already, but I will tell you that it's really your ability to be fluid right now. I think is what's going to keep you in the game long run. Right. So Do we all, I mean, I don't work from home. I don't know if you do. I don't, I don't have a home office. Mm. I intentionally do not have a home office because I'm one of those people that if I did, I'd probably be in it all the time and I wouldn't be married and my kids would hate my guts and you know, everybody would be doing drugs. I'm just being honest. Like I can work. I love what I do. And so I can do it a lot. So not having a home office is intentional to, to protect the sanctity of what is home. So being fluid with that. It's not like I have, I, I can't just stop working because I'm at home now for the next, who knows how long. Right. So being fluid in that, like Eric, my husband is also my real estate partner. We've got a work area in the house. We're eating dinner in a different spot. The kids now we've developed their, their school area. And it's like that those things happen in those areas now so that we can still come into the family room and, and do the family thing. So being fluid right now is the name of the game. And that, that also means in the way that we do our business, right? The governor just said that we aren't allowed to show properties with tenants in them. We aren't allowed to show properties without an appointment. We have to keep people safe. I think that all went without saying. Clearly he had to say it because there are people that aren't listening. Uh, but you got to be fluid, right? You got to figure it out. You got to be down to find the solution, right? I always say there's, there's, all, there's all different kinds of people that get into real estate, but shifts really determine who got into it to try it, Versus who got into it to make something of this, right? So if the back door is open on your real estate career, meaning you're here to try it, just you're going to get out and this is going to get you out faster. And I'm actually pretty pumped about that. And if you're in and you're committed to making it work, like it doesn't matter if we have a shitty year, you guys, we're going to have, the goal is a great career, right? I don't know anybody in real estate who's been here long enough that's had a, a, their career went like this the whole time, right? It is, that you weren't in long enough. I do know some people who went like this and then they got out of real estate and then they got back in when it was hot again, right? Yeah, um, I, got in,
0: I got in at the last time when it was just doing this and then it went like this.
1: So and you, I you stayed, were on the potter. I stayed in
0: it from that and that's, that's how I got my training. So you made a decision about 10 years ago to also add coaching and consulting to your business. I'm curious, you know, what would, what would cause you to make that decision? Why not just take all your energy and effort put it into yourself and make a kajillion dollars.
1: Yeah. I love that question. And I love that amount of money. And I will tell you, uh, I get asked that a lot. Like, why do you coach? Oh, and I say, Oh, because I love it. Well, the truth is, I say this all the time. Coaching fills my heart and selling real estate fills my pocketbook. I will tell you though, that being a coach makes me a better agent and being an agent makes me a better coach. Uh, I got into it quite by accident, to be frank. Uh, I really wasn't interested in doing coaching and then an opportunity presented itself and I took it on thinking this will be temporary. Uh, get, I kind of feel it out and ended up really loving it. And so I, you know, I build a business on it and, and they just dovetail so nicely. Like that's why, that's why I started my team was because, well, I love to coach people. I'm already coaching people. Why not build a real estate organization around it? But coaching, it came, it, it, it's just something that I, I love to pour into people and I get a lot out of it. Honestly, it sounds so cheesy, right? And cliche. I will tell you when I was, I uh, didn't go to college really, I mean, I was enrolled, but I didn't actually go. And so when I figured out what I finally wanted to be when I grew up, it was, I decided I want to be a kindergarten teacher and I was like 22. So I went to, I called UNLV, right? Cause I was, uh, I was at the college of business with a 1.1 1. 1 GPA. And I needed to transfer to the College of Education and they wouldn't let me do that. They said I had to go take all those classes again, get my GPA up and then maybe they transfer me. And I realized, man, what a complete waste of time. I was already making more money in real estate. I just just chucked it, right? Said, forget it, I'll just keep selling real estate. And then this coaching thing happened and I recognized I get to work with the kindergartners of real estate. (laughs) And so I think being an educator is something that I do enjoy and watching people do things that they never thought they could do. It's that's really exhilarating for me. And I also love the hunt, which is why I love the real estate.
0: Yeah, I so, know. And all that, all that makes a lot of sense. Now you mentioned, uh, UNLV. the UNLV lead Institute of real estate studies has a fantastic mentor mentee program I've been involved with for years. They match up mentors with mentees and the idea is that uh, if we're connecting people that want to be in the industry to people already in the industry, it's better for both and um every time when i meet with the mentees i ask them what do you want to accomplish with our time what can i help you understand who would you like to meet if i can make an introduction and they're always well i don't know if i want to go in commercial or if i want to go in residential so i'd like to understand both options and i've got the commercial part down whenever they ask about residential you've met with several mentees that I've connected mm-hmm. you with over the years. And I remember on, on one specific one, you talked about when you're onboarding a client or at some point early on when you're speaking with somebody who wants to get into real estate, you give them a job application and, and you'll fill in the blanks as to, as to where and, and why you do that. You offer them right now, here, up front, here's an alternative to going into this career.
1: Talk about well, so, that. Yeah, so it's actually, um, it's not right up front. I want them to like me a little bit before I you know, punch them in the face too hard. I think real estate is one of those industries. First off, it's not most people's first industry, right? So, I mean, it might be for you. It it is for me, but we're rare, right? Like to, to go to school for this or to get out of high school and get right into this. Most, for most people, they got out of something and this is career number two, three or four. And nobody that I've ever met gets out of whatever they're doing. That's very safe and into real estate to make less money. And everybody seems to have a misconception as to what we actually do in our industry. So I call it lately, it's the HGTV effect, right? People think they're going to show pretty houses with gray countertops and white cabinets. And they're going to buy houses and flip them and make lots of money and become kajillionaires. And so, you know, my goal for the industry, which is I'm a second year realtor, you know, for me, it's, it's about protecting the quality of our work and what we do and what we represent. And so with new agents specifically, it's like, I got to get you into production or get you out of here as fast as possible. And this shift is going to help, by the way, do that. Uh, and so I know what it takes to make hundred K in real estate. And that's what most people say they want to make, right? So here's the game plan. Here's what it looks like. Yes. There are different variables to get you there for the most part. though, there's, there's kind of a game plan for this stuff. And if you show up and you don't do those things, then that's when I say, here you go, Haim. Here's here's an application. I've got a couple here. You're clearly not interested in doing the job of real estate, but I've got a general manager for Denny's, and we've got a barista for Starbucks. You know, at the rate you're going, you're probably going to make fifty thousand dollars or twenty-four thousand dollars. And the truth is, you would have a lot less stress if you just went and got a job. That sounds brutal, right? When I say it, clearly I've earned this relationship, and I'm their coach, and my job is to push them, and also just to help them see if this is right for them or not. And, I've had people fill out the application and I've hung it up in my office as a reminder for them. And I mean, you can treat real estate like a job and make a lot of money or you can go work for somebody else and make okay money. It just depends on, you know, what's your motivation.
0: Yeah. I use the barista at Starbucks analogy also, because frankly, if you're not willing to put in the work in real estate and, and if you're not in it for all of the right reasons, and one of the reasons is I'm working for myself and I have to put in, it's not a, you know, punch in at eight, punch out at five, kind of a, kind of a job, especially not at the beginning. Just don't do it. Don't deal with the stress. Go be a barista at Starbucks. Your clients are going to show up every day at the same time. They're going to be so happy to see you because you're giving them whatever their Frappuccino of of choice is. You get benefits. Mm -hmm. Your check will come every two weeks. It's fantastic. It's a great alternative if you're not willing to put in the work.
1: Yeah. I can tell you after doing this for as long as I have, Fingers crossed, I'm still waiting for that seller bus to pull up to the office, but
0: not yet. So, I've heard you talk about how people around us can be demotivators, and specifically the people around us that we love the most a spouse, a parent. Uh, They could say things like, Why don't you go back to what you did before? or That's not really for you. You know, that's true, I think, in anything, but I have a question around what is it when it's our own voice in between our ears that is saying those things like that to us?
1: Yeah. So, um, that's why it's important to really be aware of who you hang out with, even because I think that the voice you hear inside your head, a lot of times is, um, it hears from the people that you're hanging out with, right. Or the people that have been an influence in your world. I would say that if you want to change, you got to change what you consider to be a win, right? In real estate, it's one of the only industries where, we track how much money did you make and how many units did you do? And that seems to be what people value. And unfortunately, the ones that are doing like, doing it at a really high level, they're years and years ahead of like, a newer person. Like, so I'm a big fan of uh, boiling this stuff down and choose, and figuring out what it takes to win the day, right? I know that if I can win the day and I can win the day enough that I'll win my year. And sometimes um, when you're winning the day, right, it's not like I'm gonna win the day with a closing. That that's not my win necessarily. That's the result of winning the day. So I'm gonna back it up a little bit. Let's say you set a goal that you're gonna sell 24 houses this year or 36 houses this year. I think we can all agree as a solo agent, that's a pretty good business. Like you would be, you'd be, you'd be turning a profit if you ran your numbers the right way. And the challenge with that is if your goal is to do 36 deals this year. And you go home and when you walk in the door, your spouse says, or your support system says, hey, did you sell a house today? 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 36 times out of an entire year, how many times will you say yes?
0: Like 10%
1: of the time, which by the way, does not translate into confidence from the people that support you because that's the wrong question. They don't know it, but that's the wrong question right? So yeah, when you first get into real estate, we, we know it can take three to six months to really get this thing up and running. So imagine if every day you go home and your partner says you sell a house and for the first three months you say, no, at some point they're going to say, man, I don't, I don't know if this is for you. What do you do all day? What do you do with your time? They're going to, they're going to get frustrated because they don't understand the right questions to ask. And by the way, you'll get frustrated with them too, because you'll start to beat yourself up. Oh, maybe I should have sold the house by now. Well, why do they make it so long? Right. You'll start to question it. So you got to pick a different thing to track. So on our team and with our spouses, we do spouse training, believe it or not. We teach the spouses what's the right question to ask their, the partner that they're supporting. And that question is pretty simple. It's how many people did you talk to today? And we do a, we do a breakdown based on your skill set and your conversion rates, what that looks like, but let's just say hi. And your number was 23. So uh, at our annual business planning, your wife would learn that 23 is your number day to day. And that's your win for the day. So when you come home at night, she's going to say, hey, I am, did you talk to 23 people today? And if you say no, then she's going to send you out the door to finish your job. Because that's your job. It's just a different question. It's accountability at home. And it's the right, it's the right question. I know if I can get my guys saying yes, 80% of the time, which sounds crazy. That means one day a week, you can comp- completely crap the bed. Uh, that's 52 days a year that's like two months you can totally goof up for two months I know that you can still make your hundred grand so it's just about it's about getting it's about identifying what a win is every day you got to win every day in real estate in anything to keep you motivated for what's next but I think we attach the win to the commission check that'll come if you're winning the game every day that answer your question
0: Absolutely. It's uh, so much of what you just said resonates that, you know, my wife and my partner, Jared's wife, joke that for the first three years, every time, you know, how's your day? What'd you do? It's all, we made another list. It's like we're professional list makers. Really what we were doing is we're out, we're farming. Here's a list of this farm. We send the letters, we make the calls, we canvass the properties. That's what we did for the first. And it was, what did you do today? Did you make another list? And it became a joke. And yes, we in fact did make another list. So reframing, and especially right now, reframing what a winning day looks like is critical and brilliant. So yeah, it does does answer the question. So I was hoping you and I can play a little game. You said earlier, um, two types of people. One, they're energized by this. There's opportunity to do things differently and really attack. That's how I was ever since they announced the closures. I'm like, this is fantastic. We can attack (laughs) there's so much opportunity. All the gatekeepers are gone. Let's get after it. Today, when I woke up, I have to be honest, my attitude sucked. I felt like the weight's coming on me. I, you know, every day I feel like I'm being waterboarded by emails. Um, I feel displaced in a way. And I am feeling some anxiety. And the anxiety I'm feeling is I've, I have to do everything I, I need to do. And I'm not attacking the prospecting. Like I want to be attacking it so
1: mm-hmm. coach
0: me coach julie
1: you know it's interesting you say the word anxiety and anxiety comes from a belief that you have to get everything done at once that everything is important right i mean that's really that's what i believe the root of anxiety is so i wake up and i'm anxious which means there's a lot i have to do and i don't have the time to do it or so i guess what i would ask him is what is the most important thing for you to get done right now given the current climate of the market?
0: I would say first and foremost to focus on the existing deals that we have, the prospective deals and make sure that we're getting back to all of the prospects on our deals and our clients in a timely way. That's the most. Okay,
1: so You're talking about bulletproofing your transactions that you have right now.
0: If that's what you say. Yeah. What does bulletproofing your transactions mean?
1: It's making sure that they're going to close.
0: Okay. Right.
1: So then at this point, I would dig into, so what do you got going on? How many of and what's your, what's going to be your first step? Now, I don't usually coach mm-hmm. commercial guys, so I don't know what that looks like, honestly, if I'm being all, frank.
0: I'm going to tell you, it's generally all the same as far as a process goes.
1: Cool. When you talked so about
0: I- earlier about the variables, you know, there's variables on how you get to where you want to go. At the end of the day, it's the same process, in my opinion.
1: So I would say there's a couple things we definitely want to do for you to feel comfortable. Let's time block it out. Obviously, let's start with your buy side deals or your where you're representing the tenants. Okay. Let's call the lender. Let's find out if these guys are still qualified. What's changed? Knowing that things are changing daily, so that's going to be step one. Hi, and how long do you think that'll take you?
0: Every day, probably I could do that within the first hour or two, depending on what I have going on.
1: Okay, and do you think you'll need to do that every day, or is this something um, you can do a couple of days a week?
0: The depending part, I would say based on what you're saying, yes, I need to start out my day to feel like I'm winning on bulletproofing all the transactions that we have. And the other okay. part of what I heard you say is to let's. I'm going to go deeper in qualifying what is going on, wherever it's coming from. If it's a tenant for one of the listings that we have for lease, if it's a buyer for one of our listings for sale, et cetera. So that's where, I'm, where my head is. And if it doesn't take me two hours that day, it might've taken me 12, that's okay too.
1: Well, I think it's also important to recognize we make a shit ton of money in real estate when we do it right. And when the market's easy, it's really easy to make money. And we're just we at a point now where we get to prove why we make as much as we do, right? Which means if I have to make a few extra calls to a buyer's agent and a lender and whoever the title company, I'm happy to do that if it makes sure that the deal gets closed. And by the way, if it's going to fall apart, I want to know that sooner too. Now, I don't know about you, Haim, but I have found that the more that I spend, the more that I time block, mm-hmm. the frequency in which I time block to bulletproof my transactions, the less time it actually takes me to do that. So this could end up being something you spend an hour on every day. I don't know. We're going to talk, talk about what your time block looks like because it's, it's a little different at home, right? You've got small kids.
0: Yeah, but it's still I can start my day with first things first, bulletproof the transactions.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about what time your day starts. Is that consistent? Does it look different now that you're working from home? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, it's a little more delayed than before. Okay.
1: Do, do you think that that's adding to your anxiety? Yes. Okay. So if you were going to switch it, what would you do?
0: So the first decision, I guess, to make around that is, do I accept that my day starts more delayed now, or do I focus on starting my day maybe even a little earlier? Well, what I don't would know be better for you? That. Sorry?
1: What would be better for you?
0: starting earlier.
1: Okay. So when can we start doing that?
0: Tomorrow morning?
1: Okay, that sounds good to me. What's that look like for you starting earlier?
0: Um it means butt in the saddle by 7:30 just So running. in your
1: in this seat right here by 7:30 and you know what we're going to do just to add a little extra layer of accountability, you're going to send me a text message of a picture of yourself in that seat at 7:30. You got it. Right. So clearly um what we're role playing right now is what's happening for a lot of people. And it really comes down to rituals, right? Before, before coronavirus, we had rituals. Those of us that were dedicated and committed, right? Like I I'm up at 5.00 AM. I do the same four things in the same time block. I hang out with my dogs. I make my coffee. I read, I journal, I meditate, I, I stretch right now, just because I'm not going to the office doesn't mean that I get rid of that because that's what sets my day up. That's my first time block to win in the morning, by the way. So if I'm not hitting that or if I'm coming to work later, I'm setting myself up for this anxiety that you're feeling. So you had rituals before you started working from home. And it's gotta be up your it's gotta be your job to keep your rituals your rituals. I love it. It's so the that only was great. way you're that gonna really, get through this.
0: That was really helpful actually. Well, I mean you really, there's two there's two two tools right there that i can implement to and there's no question this you asked earlier will it reduce your absolutely this will reduce my anxiety because when i mentioned i have anxiety what's the source of it it's i have all this stuff mounting and mounting and i can't get to what i want to be doing and how do i do how do i get to what i want to be doing well let's first take care of where the where the money will most likely come from now how do I do that? Start a bit earlier, not later, because then the mounting and mounting will continue. And just those two things is going to help because if I win that, then I can get to the other part of what I think I want to be doing right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, even for you right now and for anybody that's listening, right? If, if getting your butt in the saddle at seven 30, if that's the challenge for you, then that's your first win. And once you get a win, you create some momentum, right? And then it just, you just get more done. So you got to got to isolate that first win so for me it's I still have to get up at five it doesn't matter like my kids are still going to bed at 8 30 they're still getting up and they're still doing schoolwork at the same time school started because there's that there's a ritual there there's a schedule there and even though we're home and we can hang out and laugh and we're riding our bikes at 12 45 every day time block um the ritual is important because it creates the schedule the consistency the predictability which right now our kids need it we need it, it people thrive in that environment so you've got to be grown up enough to to create it and then you got to be grown up enough to show up and do it
0: and i love what you said earlier this is your job and you break things that you know if i'm i work for myself but these are the tasks i would be giving to myself to say if i did a good job today or didn't and these are great tools I want to I want to ask you about. There's a tool on your website. Your website is julieyoungblood.com, and under scripts and tools, I found something on here. I I want you to talk me through what this is and how you use it. It's called a daily 20 contact form.
1: The tracker. Yeah. yeah. So that is uh, that is a daily contact tracker for. It was for my coaching program. So I knew that agents who talk to 20 people a day hundred people a week, new people. First off after 90 days I could really start to dig into their conversion ratios. So real estate, it's not magic, it's math. We just have to figure out your math equation and that's how this thing becomes predictable. And so a hundred contacts a week after 90 days, that's 1,200 contacts. I should be able to figure out what your ratios are based on that. The 20 a day tracker is a visual aid for my people to write down who they talk to what was the source, right? Circle prospecting, or cold calling, or Bisbo's expired, whatever. And then it was just a little bit of a workflow there to make sure that the people that they talked to, that they were going to follow up on, made it into their CRM for follow-up. So a visual representation, the goal of everybody in coaching was to get five of those filled out every week. They would bring those in, and we would celebrate, and again, look at their number. It was just tracking, right? I like, I believe that, like I said, it's not, Magic is math. We just need to know your math equation. A lot of people didn't get into real estate to make tally marks on how many people they've talked to. And if you knew that for every, I don't know, 18 people you talked to, you set an appointment, and for every two appointments you went on, you got a deal, if you knew that, you'd go act accordingly, right? You could either move faster, or slow it down, or choose to build your skill set, or say, forget it. I don't really care. This is perfect. I'll talk to 18 people a day. I mean, it is what it is, but it's, it was to create, help people get clarity around what their job is. It's like a job tool.
0: So over the top, it says, it says type, name and info. Uh, is a appointment set? That's a question mark. So I'm assuming that's mm-hmm. a yes or a no. Got referral question mark. So talk, talk about that. What is got referral?
1: So if they're following the script, no matter who they're calling, all of our scripts end with, oh, by the way, who do you know that's thinking about buying or selling real estate? So that was as they're filling this out, it also lets me know if they're following the script. So did you get did you get an appointment? It's a yes or a no. Did you ask for a referral? That should always be a yes, unless they just flat out hung up on you. It's also interesting because I can if I've got someone who's making the contact but they're not getting the appointments, we can start to track their closes in that a little appointment. Did you ask for the appointment? Sometimes they're just not asking or they're not asking enough. So they would have to tally every time they made the close. Five to seven ask for the appointment often before you'll get it and we found that most people stop at one or two so we used it for that it was just it's a tool to get it's to help you be aware of your conversation so it's not enough just to get on the phone and say hi this is julie and i'm in real estate you've got to also have a purpose and the purpose of the call the purpose of any phone call number one is to get an appointment and number two is to get a referral and number three is to cultivate a relationship for follow-up so this just helped people get clear on that
0: you know having a purpose is a theme that keeps coming back and coming back and coming back so i pr- i appreciate you going through that mm-hmm. i mean you already gave me a lot to think about some specifics to do are there any final takeaways that you want to share
1: uh, you know i would just say in the market of the moment what we're dealing with right now i think it i think a lot of people are like i said polarized and now more than ever it's this is the time for us for real estate agents to to do what we set out to do, which was care for people, to help people. Do we get compensated at a really high level when we do that? Yeah. And so now may not be the time. How we act right now as an industry and as individuals with our clients and our sphere, our friends and our family, what we do now and how we show up now is going to be remembered for years to come. And so even if you're uncomfortable making sales calls, I get it. Some people are this is the time to just reach out and help people. This is the time to call healthcare workers and say, hey, you're a client and you're a doctor. Oh my gosh, what do you need, right? Or you're an elderly client of mine. Can I go to the store for you? I'll drop it off on the door. You don't even have to see me. Like this is a time to actually really care about people. If that's why you got into the business. Who you are is going to be exposed. So make sure that when it is, you like what you see and your people like what they see.
0: That's terrific. Uh, you talked about just observing that things come right now on opposite ends of the spectrum. That That's leads. That's also yourself. Some days I show up energized by the opportunity today was not like that, but you gave me some tools to overcome that. I love your quote, uncertainty is job security for leaders. And the other part, you know, something you said about, and this, this absolutely applies to commercial real estate agents, as well as to residential Sales agents, this is your time to show how good you are. This is your time to prove your worth to yourself and to your clients. I absolutely, that resonated a lot. Cool. Thanks yeah. so much, Julie. It's
1: a good time, man. Uh, you know, the, the next top producers in, in your sector of the market and in my sector of the market are just now getting into this. And they're going to be fluid and they're going to be open minded and they're going to slay. And uh, there's going to be a new guard in the next couple of years, right? That I think is going to come out of this. So I'm excited. I love when this stuff happens. I mean, not coronavirus, obviously. I love, though, when there's a challenge in the market mm-hmm. because it always presents new people and new opportunities. So and, and thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. It absolutely happened last time in the global great recession. Exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. New, new industry leaders emerged. I remember a top producing agent on a panel saying this is the time when the, when the experienced senior agents are going to start meeting the, the new up and comers. Absolutely. Thank you, Julie. Thanks for your... Thank you so much. Everyone, thanks for listening. This is a special episode of Takeaways that we're recording in response to COVID-19. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave us a comment, leave us a review, and tune in next time. Thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it takeaways podcast is about sharing and paying it forward if you like this show please make sure to subscribe on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review it really goes a long way and if you really like the show please share takeaways with a friend thank you and tune in next time